Welcome back to another episode of Gardening with E. It is now late May. I know it's been quite a while since I have uploaded any new podcasts. I believe it was December. Uh, So, about half a year. In the winter this year, I grew a few things over winter and I grew a few things in the fall. I had some successes and some failures with it, as is just life as a gardener. I did manage to keep some lettuce and kale going this winter and we ate from that quite a lot. Uh, Also had some carrots which tasted delicious and sweet when we harvested them. Uh, this spring and then I had what I thought was cabbage but ended up being um, broccoli not the broccoli that makes the big heads but the broccoli that makes the little side shoots everywhere I'm going to take my daughter's word for it in that they were very delicious we only had maybe four or five of those and Emily pretty much ate all the little shoots that came off uh, very quickly so Things did grow, and they did do well. I shall uh, have a fall garden again this year. I think I might do things a little differently, because I believe a few of them I might have just planted out too soon, and it, they got um, they got some pest damage, and they just didn't um, do very well. So, also, I think some of them weren't established enough when I put them out. So next time I'll I'll keep an eye on both of those. If you remember from the fall, I did um, a lasagna gardening method where you layer up uh, different things to make your soil better. And it has helped. The places I have planted things there have grown very well. It did create a thin layer of soil and it has added some nutrients in. There are some things that still haven't broken down. I did put some some stems in there and uh, there are some spots where those haven't totally broken down. So those have been moved to the compost bin, but everything else did well. If you will also remember from last fall, half of that was lasagna and half of that was just leaves. I noticed the leaves did not really break down that much. Of course, I didn't really crunch them up much before. That would have helped tremendously, I'm sure. Um, and it it did hold moisture into the soil and it did um, break down some and it is nice to be able to use to uh, kind of mulch around my plants now so I think next year I might do uh, the lasagna garden method and just top it with a lot of leaves at the end so that maybe I in a few years I won't really have to dig down much to plant things I'll just have this nice little no dig type soil is the goal we have been composting over the fall and the winter and now into the spring uh, and that's going well i don't really follow any composting rules so mine is more of a slow compost i don't like try to make sure i have the perfect amount of browns and greens like enough wood chips and cardboard and stuff to go in with the the plant refuge that i'm putting in there or the vegetable peelings i also add eggshells and coffee grounds and tea grounds and stuff to it too But it does make a small amount of soil, and it does make a mix of soil with some of that stuff half broken down. And I use that to make a new garden bed um, for my herbs. And it's a small bed because I don't want to grow a ton of herbs, but I did want a dedicated spot. It's, It's in the back area near the two smaller beds I had already put in in previous years. And it's nice because if I'm cooking in the kitchen, I just have to go out the dining room door and down the steps and there's my herbs. So it makes it, I can quickly run down and grab what I want and run back up. There are two herbs I've got right now that are not in the herb garden. The lemon thyme I planted out front um, near Emily's little purple smart pot. It is just flourishing. It did great over the winter. Now it is spreading out everywhere. It's lovely by the walkway because if you brush against it, then you get that smell that's just just incredible. It, it kind of brightens and lift, lifts your day. So I love that. And then I had thrown some cilantro I had just bought at the store that had gone bad into the lasagna garden and um, it's popped up. And at first I wasn't paying attention and I pulled some up and then I had that very distinct cilantro smell and I was like oh no I'm killing cilantro so um, I've just left it I kind of mulched around it so that I would wouldn't pick it again and um, nobody else would like uproot it on accident some things I have planted this spring gosh there's been a lot I just haven't had time to put it in the podcast or blog yet 
We'll start with the herb garden since I just talked about the herbs. I have some lemon balm, rosemary, basil, lavender, as well as some oregano and some parsley. I plan to get some more basil and perhaps some sage and chamomile. That's probably all I'm going to worry about this year. I'm just going to see how everything does. I sort of stuck the rosemary off in a corner with a lot of space because I believe it gets kind of large. Same thing with the lavender. I planted a small bed of onions, but half of them have already gone to seed, which seems to be my luck. Perhaps I won't do from sets next year. Um, I don't know. That's okay, though, because even when it goes to seed and you have the small new onion, um, you can still cook with that. It's still lovely in a lot of things. So it's not like I've, I mean, I've lost a huge onion bulb, like the size of it, but as far as the flavor and being able to use it, I really haven't lost anything there. Things I planted early spring that are still growing is lettuce is still going from this winter. Um, it's not looking super amazing the last few weeks, but now it's starting to put on a lot of new growth. So I'm just, hopefully I can get Emily to leave it alone for a while and we'll see what happens there. We have quite a bit of Swiss chard, which the kids love. Um, if you haven't had it before, it's, it's very nice when it's small and tender parts of it are delicious in salad or just the kids just pick it and eat it just as a snack. Um, and the larger ones are lovely to cook down. I made some, well, wilted lettuce, but it was Swiss chard with it the other day and it was delicious. I planted some celery, which I've never grown, but it seems to be doing well. It's growing well. Um, it's not super large yet, but um, it is continuing to go on and that's great. I planted some Brussels sprouts, which is also new for me. Now, the kale had kind of done its deed and, and went to seed so um that's why i said like next year I'll probably plant it later uh so i don't maybe get as much of it over the winter but i get a great amount of it in the spring or i might just replace it with more kill in the spring i planted some leeks the other day they're still really small i was trying to fill in some holes and you can buy a pot with leeks and you get a ton of leeks in there and i like leeks i like to make soup with them um so i'm sort of excited about that I've put down some seeds for some uh, Chinese cabbage, so we'll see if those come up. Now, in the spot where I had pulled up a lot of onions, and I feel like I'll probably be pulling up more as time goes on, I have put in a tomato plant just because I had bought some, and I had some extra ones. <clears throat> the grapevine did not get moved, so as I'm looking at it now, I've got to build something to support it. Currently I just have two large tomato cages sitting on either side and it's kind of stopping it from going too crazy in the walkway but it has really been growing. We've had some rain like a nice mix of rain and then sunshine so it is taking off. Uh, it looks like we're going to get quite a few of grapes which I wasn't really sure about because I really cut it down significantly thinking I was going to move it. I did not get around to that. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, I'll keep you updated with what I decide to do with the grapevine this year. And it may be we just build some sort of uh, pretty trellis type support system that looks nice as well and just leave it there because um, that's just, that just might be what happens. I may not move it. Then um, I put in some seeds for a sponge plant, like a loofah sponge plant. Apparently you can eat the fruit when it's young and immature. But then if you leave it on there to mature and dry, you can use it as bath sponges. You just dry it out and then you'll cut it to size. I planted some flint multicolored corn in the side garden here. Uh, it's coming up well. I'm going to have to thin it out. I'm trying to give it another week or two so I can make sure I'm not accidentally pulling up younger corn that might have, you know, sprouted a little bit later than some of this, a little bit taller. But I plan on growing that so we can make some popcorn with it or experiment making some some dent corn flour. And um, right now it's sort of spotty growth. Like there's some really good growth in some areas and not in some others. And there's somewhere, because I plant two to three seeds per section because you lose corn seeds like birds get them or I mean they just don't germinate. So I'll thin those out and move the ones that are double to kind of fill in the spaces here. And then I'll give it a good weeding and maybe um, maybe some sort of leaf mulch or something. I'm not sure yet because this is a fairly weedy spot. And I do want to grow beans up my corn later. 
Uh, if you remember last year, we had beans aplenty everywhere in the garden. I'm going to try to keep that less crazy, but when I plant and Emily's with me, we'll see what happens. I'll probably end up with beans everywhere again. Then I've got that huge patch of cilantro. When I say huge, like considering I didn't spend any money other than when I bought the cilantro in the store and then put it out here and it's just it's huge and I love cilantro so I'm gonna have to pick some and dry some then I've got a little bare spot I haven't decided what to plant here Ethan and Emily each got some seeds Emily got a certain type of eggplant I can't remember what it's called like a ball eggplant now maybe it's small and it's round and she thought it was great and Ethan got a squash no, he got a pumpkin, the small microwavable pumpkins. So I've started seeds, but if you've ever started seeds and you lose the markers on there, which happens, you know, that happens sometimes when you have a four-year-old helping. I'm not really sure what I'm growing at this point. I'm not sure what has come up. There's still some more coming up, and, and I just don't know yet which of those happened. So it'll be a lovely surprise. So I may put one of those there. I just put out some tomato plants and some cucumber plants the other day. I have some more cucumber plants that look like they're they're coming up but they're not big enough that I want to transplant yet. And my tomato plants had not, like seeds that I'd sowed, had not came up yet. Um, so I went ahead and bought a four pack of those. So I used my daughter's old crib railing as, as what I'm going to grow up. Two tomato plants and the two cucumber plants. And it actually looks really pretty in my in my bed so there'll be pictures of that on my blog when I get around to that it'll probably be a few weeks then I've got some pepper plants we got just banana peppers this year because it takes the bell peppers so much longer to mature and Emily just is not patient enough for that and these are small enough and usually they're fairly well producing out here so I think she'll be able to get some whenever she wants it I let Ethan pick a hot pepper, and he got a dragon cayenne because he loved the name, and I planted it away from the others. So um, after the row of, of banana peppers, I have a spot where my grandpa usually gives me a tomato plant, and we put it there, so I've just left it alone in case that happens again. And then I've got the hot pepper kind of off to itself. Then we've got Emily's fairy garden, which a lot of the flowers I planted last year have um, came back up and we put a few more in there uh, so I'm excited about that because I'm not typically very good at growing flowers it's just not I don't know I don't have a gift with it kind of like when I cook I can make dinner but I'm not really great at making dessert unless it comes from a box well flowers are like that for me in the garden but I also have some nastriums coming up um, they're usually about the only thing I'm successful with and they're really good for your garden to um, help out I've got a tomato plant that I had bought, oh, I meant to tell you, the other tomato plants were pink brandywines, but this one, I don't remember its name, but I do remember it, oh wait, I still have the tag. Uh, no, I have the tag for something else. But it is a um, cherry tomato of some sort. So um, that way Emily can pick away at that. My lemon thyme is just going insane. It's going everywhere and I love it. I, I can't tell you how much I love it because there's not words for it. Emily's garden has some nastriums in it. It has Swiss chard, which is growing in with the nastriums. Um, it has some onions, a Brussels sprout plant that's not doing great. It's got a couple of celery plants, one of which I just don't think is going to make it. And it has some strawberry plants. It had a few pea plants, but they just didn't do well in there. I've noticed with the Smart Pot, while I like it, I probably need to put some more soil in it soon because it's, it's not holding up on one side as well. But it does seem to dry out a lot quicker than my plants in the ground or my plants in other pots. Um, probably because it's a fabric pot. Um, but a lot of things do grow well in it. You just need to remember that you're going to have to water it quite often. Um, that's just how it is and also if you use a smart pot because we got a smaller one uh, I think it's smart pot mini, but it is still really heavy once you put the dirt in I've moved it one time and I just will not move it again. It's gonna stay there till the end of time. Oh I meant to mention though um, where I've got the nastriums and the tomato plant is where a lasagna garden this little small square that I have and that tomato plant has taken off um, I did buy it as a start, but it didn't, it had like two blooms on it at the time when I bought it, but since I've put it in, it has grown 
double its size. It already has tomatoes on it, a ton of blooms on it. So I, I think that's a good indicator that it is indeed um, very good at adding things to your soil. My strawberries, I covered lightly this year with um, leaves and it really was a mild winter. We didn't get much snow. We didn't really get too much freezing. We didn't really get that, a lot of ice or anything. So they have just exploded in here. And I'm thankful for that because eventually I would like half or more of the bed to just be strawberries because the kids love them. They're easy to grow. They look really pretty with their blooms. And then when the strawberries get red, it's, it's really pretty when you're walking up the walkway. So I've got almost half of that bed now is covered and the runners have spread up a little bit through the rest of it. Um, so now I'm to the point where I'm trying to decide if I want the whole bed next year to be strawberries and I just let all these runners run free or if I try to pull them up and, and train them to go back into that area. That is a good thing about strawberries to keep in mind is you don't have to buy like a hundred strawberry plants. If you start small, they will, they will spread. That's just how, how it goes. Um, and you will eventually have a lot. I've probably only put in maybe 10, 10 or 10-ish plants maybe over the years, maybe 15, because I can't really remember how long I've been growing them. And pretty much I started out with maybe five, and then I just added a few here and there if there was a large frost and I lost several. I did put in a couple this year, um, just because Emily likes to buy strawberry plants, but I didn't really need them. Um, I've got a few Brussels sprouts growing out front here, and I wasn't sure if they would do as well as they are in the back, but they're doing quite well. I hope I've left enough room in between them for them to grow well, because uh, I looked later, and they take up a lot of space, but what I'll do, I guess, is just tear off some leaves later, and that might help out. Uh, we planted some peas on the red spot. If you've looked at my blog before, that's where I had tomatoes and beans last year. The peas are starting to grow pretty well now, but I'm probably going to sow in some beans here so that Emily can pick beans. Because, um, you know, peas, typically they grow for a while and then they're kind of done when it starts getting hot. And we're in the south, so it typically gets hot a little earlier here. I moved over some sort of yellow flower in front of this because I didn't really have anything there and it looked kind of bare. And they just kind of popped up. They're cute and they're yellow. There's some sort of wildflower. Um, I don't know, but they look nice in my front yard. I had left my rubber tree outside over the winter, which was probably a bad idea. I think it was not good for it, but I have a few of the stems that don't seem dead. So I'm just going to leave it here covered in its leaves and water it well and see what happens. I moved my mint plant that had been in a pot out front here to kind of cover up that bare space because I have a hard time growing anything right by the porch. I don't know why. Sometimes I get flowers to grow, but I thought I'll move the mint over and then that'll be another nice thing. I ordered a tree and now I can't, I don't remember the name at all, but I do know that it's supposed, it's like a hybrid tree that grows a couple of citrus fruits on it. It's very young. Um, I need to up-pot it, and it will be a long time before I know if it grows anything. It's something I'm going to have to bring inside over the fall and winter, I think, because it's going to get too cold, because it's more of a tropical-type plant. But I'm excited to see what happens in two or three years with it. I don't think it's supposed to get over either four or six feet, so hopefully more on the four-feet range, because my husband's going to be like, why do we have this huge tree in our house because <laughs> I can't leave it outside in the cold weather. <clears throat> I did manage to reclaim half of our circle garden and there is a story behind this. Before I was pregnant with Emily we had this huge bush. I don't remember what kind of bush it was now. It took forever to clear it like literally forever and uh, I made this big circle garden for Ethan and we planted corn in a circle, which was really cool. It grew well, and we had some, like, potatoes and stuff out here, too. But then after Emily was born, I just didn't have time to keep up with it. So now it is way overgrown again. The bush is not back, but there are several trees and lots of briars. It did have um, blackberries, but, like, it's just in a bad spot. It didn't get enough water. The blackberries would just dry up real quick, and you couldn't really eat them anyway. So I have reclaimed about half of it. I'm leaving the trees because 
I just don't see the harm in leaving. There's one that I would have to leave either way because it's pretty big. A couple of smaller ones I might get rid of. I might move them somewhere else, but for now I'm going to leave them. But in here this year, the kids for Mother's Day, I told them I didn't want any presents. I just wanted them to help me get my garden out because work has been crazy and life has been crazy and uh, I hadn't, hadn't really had time to do that. So back here we planted six sweet potato slips and I put out six of those multicolored potatoes like we grew last year. And so we'll see if those potatoes come up because we literally just did it the other day. But um, the sweet potato slips are looking very nice and healthy. I have also put out here one lone tomato that I just needed a spot to put it. So we'll see what happens. It may or may not. I don't know how well it will or won't do. But I had a lot of volunteers coming up. And I don't know if they were volunteers from the squash I had planted back there in the back garden last year. Or if it was some of the pumpkins from the garden last year. So as those have come up, I've just sort of moved them over and just stuck them back here. Because I figure this will be a great place to have like all this vining vegetation. You know, potato plants get big. I had one by my walkway last year and it pretty much made it hard to walk on my walkway. Um, squash plants get big. Same thing. Um, both walkways were covered up with a squash plant last year. Pumpkins go everywhere. Sweet potato vines go everywhere. And so I thought, I'm just going to put it all back here in this, this back semi-circle garden at this point. So that hopefully it will keep a lot of the weeds from coming back. And I dug up a lot of, of briars as well. Um, so hopefully next year I can get through and get the other half of that cleared out so that I just have trees and then I can plant a lot more back there. I also have a few potatoes in in pots because I had done that last year and they had grown but I really didn't give enough time to make a lot of potatoes so I just had a few in my kitchen that you know started sprouting and I just threw them in some buckets with some of my half compost and half wood chip to see how it would go and right now they are growing well the plants are growing well I mean I have no idea what's happening underneath but the plants look fabulous. So hopefully that's a good sign. Uh, we'll have to see what I add to it. There's not a whole lot of space to add too much. Um, when the onions come up, I've got more space there. And I also have a couple of packs of sweet corn I'd like to plant somewhere. And I'm trying to figure out exactly where I want to do that. There is a small strip of land that I think my husband hates mowing anyway, beside my driveway and just what I call the wild because we leave this, like sort of the line of our land with our neighbors because we have a lot of cow pastures around us. I leave that wild because there's some big, beautiful trees. There's a lot of um, native wild blackberries that grow. I think I saw some wild grapevines last year, but I didn't see any grapes come on them um, or mature on them. I don't know if if they didn't, I just missed it because I'm gone a lot in the summer. But so we just kind of, like I said, I call it the wild. The animals can roam through there. There's a creek that runs between mine and the neighbor's property. They have a lot of cows that keep you from seeing all the cows um, in that little penned-in area because that's, that's where they pin them in when, you know, the they're breeding or when there's going to be a baby born or when the bull needs to stay away from the mama cows. I don't know. I don't really raise cows, I'm not really sure. But that seems to be when they have them over there. But it's it's really pretty in its own wild way. If you look at my blog, you can see some of the photos of it from last year. I have a lot of honeysuckle suckle that grows here. A lot of trees, like I said, a lot of, of blackberries and stuff. And I just, I think we need to keep some nature as nature because nature knows best what grows well in your area. Um, there's a lot of wildflowers that pop up from time to time. And um, it just gives the animals, especially, a nice safe passage. Because I do live in the country. I live near a mountain. I live near a, a park, Frozen Head State Park. So um, there's a lot of wildlife from deer and skunks and my least favorite possums. Um, there's just all kinds of stuff. A lot of birds. I don't know if when I'm out here talking if you can hear the birds. We have a ton of birds that live in the trees. And... Um, Birds are great for your garden, you know, they help keep your pest po population down. Um, 
all the wild stuff helps keep bees around. Not that I love bees, but you must love bees some if you want to grow things because they are a main contributor to your things becoming pollinated. So you don't want to get rid of them. Um, and that sort of keeps them out that way. A little bit away from the house. We don't have too much trouble with bees around the house. Occasionally we do, um, especially wood bees. But um, typically they'll, they'll go the other way because they have a lot of nature in which to build their homes. But anyway, there's a little stretch. It's not very wide. It's, it's, it's not like a big area. Um, it's not super flat because Lord, we live on a hill, so it's never real. Nothing in our yard hardly is flat. Um, but I think I'll grow the corn there and maybe some beans, and we'll see what else. I might, I might throw some more things out there if some of my seeds do, in fact, uh, pop out and they're just taking longer than I thought. Or if I see a great sale at, the pl at any plant place I go to. Uh, and uh, I think that's what I'll do. Some other outdoor things we're considering is I would love to get some bushes at some point. I don't know where to do that. That might be what happens there. I might, I might leave a little spot to grow corn in a nice little block or two. Maybe some bean, pole, be pole beans or bush beans. And then look at putting in some, um, you know, blueberries or something like that there um, in the future so that my husband doesn't have to mow it and it nets me a little more gardening space that isn't annoying to him because I try to keep it not large because I'm not I'm not home enough to have a huge garden in the summer but I do like to expand which might become a problem in another five years or so um, I don't know so far I've kept it fairly manageable ish uh sometimes i feel a little crazy but um while i grow a decent variety of of things i don't typically grow a lot of any variety of things so like when i'm going to the store if i'm going to buy something to transplant i'll get a four or a six pack instead of getting like a ton of those you know some people will buy like 20 peppers and 20 tomatoes and plant rows and rows of corn a whole bunch of potatoes which is great if you can do that like that's definitely going to help you out as far as having food that you can save and store but you know when you don't have a lot of time and you don't I do have a lot of yard we could turn up but I want to make sure it stays more friendly and kid friendly um, because I do have you know kids that get out and play in the yard a lot but I just I can't take care of properly or even at all or get out to harvest all those many plants so it all depends on what you have time for what you have space for what you feel comfortable with so if you are just now considering gardening or you're only a few years in keep that in mind you can slowly expand I've probably been gardening at least 10 years because Ethan was young around Emily's age a little younger when I first started and I literally started in the flower bed outside my front door because I a I didn't know what I was doing B um, I didn't have a lot of money to start the garden with I made a ton of mistakes and it was nice to start out small so I could learn from those mistakes that's that's what gardening is it's a learning experience sometimes people think you're gonna just start out and it's all going to grow beautiful and you're going to have the most gorgeous garden, super abundant. And that's typically not the case because even if you research a lot, what happens one year is not necessarily what's going to happen the next year. And what grows really fantastically in one place may not grow well at all for you. Um, I usually can't grow very many carrots. I love carrots. Um, the carrots we grew were small, even though I put them in a... a raised kind of planter so um they had plenty of depth to it i had them spaced out well anything you could have done i did and i still only ended up with about six carrots and um, one or two of those were just woody you know so it is what it is find out in a small area what you can grow what you like to grow what grows well um 
You can do intensive planting. I did that one year. I planted a lot of different things in that little garden bed. And I just saw what would grow. And I saw what would grow with my soil. I have clay soil. It has been a battle and a battle. And it will continue to be a battle. I've made some headway here or there. And then had some setbacks. And then you make some headway. Um, so unless you're really wanting and have the money to invest in a lot of new soil and mulch and compost and manure and stuff to fill up whatever you're planting, you're going to have a while to build that up. It's going to take time and maybe more time than you really thought it would. And that's okay. I'm sure if I had stuck with just a couple of beds, I probably would have better soil now. But I just always think of new ideas or I want to expand so I can grow a few different new things. And so that might be something I need to work on <laughs> in the next few years is to stop expanding for a while and start making things better. I will say that the lasagna gardening method seemed to work very well for me this time. I put in more material than I had previously. It built up some more soil and it, the things that I've planted in it are growing fast and they're growing well. Something I'm considering this year is um, maybe switching out which bed I put my fall garden in. So I put it in one. There's two beside each other here and then now the herb little bed. I think I'll put the fall garden in the other one this next year and plant like broad beans or something so they can fix some nitrogen in the soil. And I think that will help out back there. Especially since um, I believe once your broad bean flowers, which then will make beans, you can leave some for beans, but then cut some off at the stem so the roots will release all that, those nitrogen nodules. And um, that way you can have the best of both worlds. And then I can just mulch around it with a lot of the, the leaves and maybe some coffee grounds and sort of do a lasagna garden, but not exactly, more like a compost garden, I suppose. Because um, those... Those beans will overwinter typically if you don't have too cold of one. And that way I can have some nitrogen put in and some other nutrients put in and kind of revive that bed a little bit. It seems to be doing okay now, um, but I will have grown it essentially for an entire year by then. And I would like to switch it out and give it some nutrient time. Uh, so keep that in mind too. If you don't have a lot of space, but maybe you want to do divide your bed up into halves if you do a fall garden that way every other year you know you're adding nutrients to it i hope that i haven't rambled too much i just had a lot to say because it's been a while and i don't usually have a lot of time but i'm off today so i wanted to spend a little bit of time going through the garden so i could post this up here it might be another week or two before i can post again it could be three weeks because work is fixing to be super crazy for a little bit but I will be off you know some on Friday so maybe I can do some garden updates here and there and let you know how everything is growing I hope that if you are planning to garden this year you have an idea of what you want to do and maybe you've started to put some things out already depending on where you live if you haven't and you're consider gardening, considering gardening this year even if you don't have any space and you just have a few pots that's worth a shot. You can always do an herb garden on your windowsill. That is really fun to do. And it's really great when you're cooking because you just throw some herbs in there and it really, really makes your food pop. Um, or some lettuce or shallots. Anyway, I hope that all is well and whatever you're planning to do is going well. And hopefully I'll be able to begin podcasting again <laughs> with a lot more frequency than I have lately. So happy gardening y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Gardening with E. You might hear a little background noise today. I am recording this in the car. I'm just kind of turning it on and letting it roll. So I thought I'd do a little garden update today because I have done a terrible job of that so far. It's June. <laughs> I'm going to let you know what I've got planted uh, out currently and how it's doing so far. I have a small herb garden that I plan to expand because if you'll remember from previous episodes, I just made that bed this last fall. So, um, I put in a few things that hopefully will 
last a bit and then a lot of the herbs I'll be just reselling every year anyway so it's not full by any means uh, currently but I do plan to expand on it I have several basil plants because I enjoy basil um, I had success drying it last year and using it um, until until it came around for fresh basil again uh, I've made some pesto with it in the past and it's so simple and easy to do that so I, I always get you know four five six of those so that I can um, use it I love it I also purchased some lemon balm which I used a little bit in some tea I made the other day I haven't really had a chance to use it much it's not very large yet so I'm gonna get a little more time to grow some this weekend and experiment uh, with using it in the kitchen and I'll let you guys know how that goes in the future. I also have some rosemary which I have used. Of course you don't need a lot of rosemary when you're cooking because it's it's fairly strong um, so I'll probably be drying a lot of that. It is not doing as well. I read the other day that it does prefer um, less water so I may end up having to move it um, towards the front in this spot beside our stoop because typically not a lot grows there. So right now I just have my big container of mint, which I have still from last year, and it sort of died back this winter, but has um, returned and is, is growing pretty well. I'm going to try to cut some of the older ones to um, see if I can get some more prolific growth so that I can dry some. But, uh, like I said, the rosemary is not growing very quickly, so I may just have to move in. I'm growing some lavender. It's uh, definitely not into flower uh, time yet. Uh, it does smell lovely. Even the leaves, when you kind of brush your hands on them, it's not as strong as the flowers, obviously. But it is a nice, pleasant little aroma. My lemon thyme from last year that I just let over winter is doing very well. It's spreading nicely in the front, which I like. I didn't stick it in the back or try to move it uh, because it does sort of take over. I may move it once my um, herb garden is a little more established, but I'm afraid if I move it back there, that's all that will grow there is the lemon thyme because it does spread out well. It, it's still my favorite. It's my favorite to cook with. It's my favorite to save. It's my favorite to walk by and run my hands on because it has such a lovely aroma to it. My daughter even used uh, her little fairy garden is near it. So she sticks her little fairies in there and um, she'll rub them around on a few of the leaves and then she'll say they've had a bath because they smell nice and clean. So that's something to consider if you have kids. Um, little things like that can go a long way for their imagination and their play. Let's see. I also have some cilantro, which I hadn't, I was gonna buy some plants for, because I usually don't have the best luck with seeds. Occasionally they do well. Usually I don't know what I do wrong, but they don't usually make that great. Um, but I just took some old cilantro I had bought at the store to cook with, and then I'd had a little left over, and I threw it out when I did my lasagna garden and it has grown so well. It is hot now. It's very hot in Tennessee. It's been in the 90s, uh, high 90s last week. It's more in the 80s, lower to mid 90s this week. Um, so it is starting to go to seed, but I'm okay with that because I would like to get their seeds. You can use that in cooking as well. So I think that's just what I'm going to do and then see what happens next year when I plant a as well. I'm not growing parsley. I'll just be honest. I like parsley. It's okay. It's good in some things, but it's just, it's really not my favorite to eat. It's not, you know, it's okay to cook with. Um, I like it dried and cook with it dried. So next year I'll probably grow some and dry it, but I just don't um, use it as much. So I'm okay not having it. My onions mostly have went to seed. I have a few still hanging in there, but I've left one to go to seed to give me seed so that I can maybe start the onions from some seed 
and and it might do better in this hot climate. I'm not sure. Maybe I need to plant them earlier. Maybe I need uh, to not, you know, plant uh, where I was planting. I'm not really sure. Um, I've yet to be really successful with onions. If I get a few small ones, I consider that a good crop for me. And other people I know in the same area can grow a lot of onions <laughs> so I don't know maybe that's not my thing maybe I'm not an onion gardeners at all and that's okay because you're gonna find a few things when you're gardening that you either you do not know how to grow them the best way that they need or that year's temperature and and rainfall and stuff did not cooperate or it could be your soil it could be where you're planting it um, there's a lot of factors that go into that. I've tried different things with them, so I think I just can't plant them from, from the sets. I'll just have to try something new next year. I'm hoping, like I said, to get just a couple of them to uh, make okay-sized onions, and I would be pretty cool with that. The ones who have gone to seed that I've pulled up, I've still used them because even though they don't have a big bulb, they're still very edible. You just peel off that outer layer um, and then you have nice, you know, fresh onion, uh, a little more on the scallion side, sort of a little, little bigger than scallion, but you know, it's, it's not, I mean, it tastes good. It cooks good. It's great, uh, with your greens, for example, or, um, if you just need to chop up a little bit to throw in something like my son likes finely chopped onions on his burger or I might finely chop them put them on pasta salad they're great for that um, so I mean it's still working I'm still getting to eat the majority of what I'm pulling out it's just disappointing I would like just a few <laughs> onion bulbs in there so we've got a couple still like five or six so we will see I can't tell you how many I put out because I don't remember but it was probably 20 something 30 um, I'm not positive but you know definitely not gonna get that many out uh, and that, that's all right my fall garden is still going as far as the Swiss yard and um, lettuce is still going it's not as flavorful as it is in the fall that's for sure because it's just not as sweet and crisp it's it's a little more on the bitter side it's still very good had some in wraps the other day and um, that worked out really well I'm not really growing enough to make a huge salad out of it although I'll probably fry up some of the Swiss chard greens now that it's a little bit older of a plant it's got a little bit different of a taste and it's a little bit tougher uh, the young leaves are still pretty good but it's the flavor is still not exactly the same as as it is in the spring and fall so um, I'll probably make those as greens because Emily is not really stealing them the way she was before and that's okay uh, we have found a substitute for that which I will talk about in a future uh, podcast I've also uh, sown some bok choy seeds. They haven't came up. Oh, they've came up, but they are really small. So, um, definitely not ready to eat yet. And then, um, let's see what else is back there. My celery is doing well. It's growing. Um, not super thick stalks yet, but it's growing just fine. Our Brussels sprouts, which I know we probably should have done in spring or fall, but I just, I really love them, and I'm hoping to get some of them. I've had quite a bit of pest damage, so, um, the caterpillar, I can't remember the name of it, but I've been tearing off the leaves and trying to keep an eye on that. Hopefully when I'm home for a much more extended period than a few hours in the morning, I will have a chance to, um, spray them down with some neem oil and, and try to make that damage less so. I'm also going to spray down the grape vine, which, yes, I never moved it, so it's still in the same place. I'm trying to train it to grow up and then over, so maybe it won't be all over the place, but it's hard to keep on top of it when you're not home as much, so every weekend I've just been trying to get it to train up some. We'll see how successful I am. I'll try to get some pictures on my blog if, if you're not aware. I have a blog gardening with me at Blogspot. I haven't really updated that in a while either. Usually I spend some of that time in the summer updating things, but there's 
been a lot at work, so I haven't had as much of a chance. I'm hoping to get some quiet time to just sit down and type out several of them. I've been taking pictures, kind of preparing for that. So hopefully I can do that as well, and I'll make sure I take some pictures of the grapevine for you and have a post about that. Next to the grapevine, I have some leeks growing. They're still young. They're still small, but they are indeed making some progress. I also have something new in my garden this year. It's a loofah sponge plant, and uh, my mother and I like to grow something strange every so often, so we got some seeds and split them up, and I put four or five out because um, she hadn't really had time to get much out in her garden this year, and I wanted to make sure I had enough that I could try to eat um, the plant when it was young because you can't eat the plant when it's young, but when it gets bigger, you just kind of have to let it um, dry out, and that was what makes your lupus sponge. So I wanted to have enough so that she could try the plant and she could have some sponges as well. They germinated very well, so I've got uh, five of those little fellas out there um, growing, and I have to say, they've gotten their like true leaf, so um, their true leaf is beautiful. I can't wait to see how this plant looks because uh, it has a pretty white pattern on it, and it, it is really, I don't know how else to say it, it's just beautiful foliage. I planted some flicked corn. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's multicolored. It's not glass gem. Uh, it's something else just to give it a shot because I'd like to try to make some cornmeal out of it. And worst case, I figure I have some pretty ornamental corn for the fall. So that's growing. It's starting to get taller. Um, so I'm hoping to start the beans, the purple beans Emily picked out put those there so it would just be a nice little colorful patch on the end of that long row on the side of my house. I also have about four, five tomato plants out. Um, one of them is doing well. I got it out before the others and it is a, um, you know, a grape tomato so they typically grow fairly prolific and um, do very well. So the others are not. Kids picked it out, so I don't remember the name. It's, I think it's just a regular tomato, like a beefsteak type tomato. I'll find out soon enough because they're growing pretty well too. I've got a few cucumber plants out, and I started a um, two different types of cucumbers, and I'm not sure which ones these are because Emily took out all of my seed starting markers, which is why you're going to hear me say a lot of, well, I'm not really sure what it is. But if you've listened to me before, then I know you've heard that before because um, I've had that same issue before. Uh, so, I mean, it's going to work out. We're still growing things. The kids are still excited. They're all growing down the side as well. I let the kids pick out some pepper plants. Ethan picked out a habanero and a dragon something. Both of those are hot. And then we just got some of those um, little banana peppers because that way Emily can pick those and eat those to her heart's content. And they are growing well. I have one that has a bit of I'm going to let it get a little bigger because I want her first taste of it to be, you know, representative of how it tastes because I think she'll like it. Um, and then I think, you know, they have a lot of, um, a lot of them have started setting fruit. It's just, you know, not quite there. So it's in the very early stages uh, where it's, it's, blossomed and then you've got that teeny tiny little bit of fruit on the end that's starting to grow but I think we'll get quite a few there they usually produce very well I, th I think we thought about buying another one and might have I stuck it in a different spot um, so I'll find out when it when it sets its fruit our strawberries have done very well I've had strawberries in my front like I guess it's a flower bed but I grow vegetables in there mostly um, and you know, every year we get some, but this year we've been able to get quite a bit from it. So I think that sometimes you just have to um, wait a little while. And I'm telling you now, I, I put a few in there every year just to kind of recoup any losses. I really didn't put maybe one or two in this year because it wasn't very cold. So I really didn't lose very many strawberry plants. And I'd had quite a few that sent out runners because I have two different kinds in there and a, a smaller version um, that seems to produce, I guess, everbearing that produces, you know, throughout, a few throughout the season, throughout the, for a while. 
and then I have a larger one that, that produces most of theirs like at once and you might get a, a round or two a couple rounds of those but it doesn't produce as long as the Everbearing does but anyway they've been sending out shoots everywhere and I'm thinking eventually that's all that front little section long rectangle of that part will be eventually is just um, strawberries. I planted some peas there. I may end up putting some more beans there this year because they did pretty good with the tomatoes last year and I've moved the tomatoes. I try to rotate my crops when I can even though I have um, smaller spaces to grow in. And, or I might just pick something else to put there. I don't know. You can't ever tell in my garden. The peas are growing though. They're fairly shaded so I think they'll grow a while even in this heat. Uh, they're starting to put on a lot of pods. It would be helpful if Emily would stop eating the pea blossoms, which you can eat. They are edible, but it does mean the pea blossom parts you ate will not obviously produce a pea. So she's getting frustrated. There aren't as many peas as usual, and I'm like, you've got to stop eating eating the pea blossoms. <laughs> so I've told her, if I don't know, she'll listen, that if she'll just leave them alone for a while, she'll have lots of peas. So I had sowed... Uh, one batch and then waited a few weeks maybe three and then sowed another batch so the second batch is starting to get blossoms as well so perhaps we'll get some now um, uh, I don't think I'm gonna sow anymore until the fall and when these run out I'm like I said I'm gonna put something else in and it might just be beans I, I don't know yet really Emily's smart pot purple garden little is doing pretty good i've noticed though that in this heat i'm having to water the smart pot a lot more i, I think for a lot of people smart pots can work you're going to be able to water them a lot um and they work pretty well for some things you know most of the onions in there are still doing well however it just is not producing enough water for the celery she put in there it's not doing that well compared to the ones that i stuck in the fall garden area and her Brussels sprout, I just don't know that it's going to make it. Um, I don't know. I just, it doesn't look very healthy. It's not growing very well. So, I'm nervous about how it's going to do. But we'll see in time. It, it, could, it could end up doing better if it's growing slower in this hot time and then grows a little more when it cools down. That's a possibility. Her strawberry plant in there is doing good. Her peas in there did not make. I just think there was not enough water. So it's something we have to stay on top of. Which is difficult when I'm not home all the time. And it's 90 degrees outside. Even though it's in some shade, it's it does, doesn't hold the water. So um, I don't know really how I feel about Smart Pops. I've heard a lot of people that absolutely love them. And think that they are... Um, amazing and maybe they are maybe maybe they it depends on when you're growing in them and what you're growing in them and how often you can water them uh, so I'm the jury is still out for me however so in the previous circle garden when I was pregnant with Emily I had pulled out this bush and done all of this stuff and didn't understand why I was so tired well it was because I was early pregnant so um but I did get it cleared at one point I just that clearing afterwards <laughs> so it grew back up now instead of some bushes I have some trees there which I'm not going to tear out just because I mean there's a few that have just sort of started that I might get rid of um, I probably I don't know I feel bad killing a tree because they're important but I have a lot of trees where I live and um, I just don't know where I would put it of them so we'll just have to see once I finish clearing it out this fall because I only got about around half of it clear this past fall then um, I'll let you know what I decide I'll probably leave most of the trees I may end up leaving all of the trees uh, but I do want to get all the briars out even though it we do have blackberries there they just don't hold in the moisture there as well either because it's the top of the hill and all the moisture runs down so often I find that they just, before they get ripe, either the birds have eaten the ones that get ripe, but most of them just dry out. I mean, they just, you don't get to eat very many of them. So I don't, I'm not very worried about 
getting rid of those wild blackberries I'll keep all of the ones that are growing on the edge of my property because usually I, I do get some off of those um, especially the ones that are closer to the creek that um, those usually do well but the ones that were in the previous circle garden do not so now I have sort of a semi-circle garden and I decided that since Emily loved growing pumpkins and the kids wanted to grow some watermelons and I wanted to grow some potatoes and all of those things take up so much space in your garden but that's where I would put those and hopefully I I really haven't noticed that many that awful many weeds I've been able to keep up with it so far but I'm hoping once all of those you know really vine out here before long that it will keep some control with that so that when I go to clear out the other part in the fall it doesn't take me as long to clear out that section um, I also have put out sweet potato slips and um, those are growing slower because you know it is you know there's trees there's shade so I'm not sure exactly how well those in the potatoes will do. I, probably not as well as in full sun. I still think they'll do okay though. I've already had to heal up my potato, regular potato plants. Um, and the slips are growing. They're just sort of slow grow right now. But I figure once they get their footing, they'll shoot up. So I put um, a little trellis there hoping to keep some of that from spreading out too far in the yard. Um, and then let some of those vine around because I've also got... Now this is where I was saying Emily pulled out pretty much all of my, um, when I was starting my seeds, my little things that told me what I was planting. So, seed markers I suppose is what you would call that. I It looks like some squashes there. I think maybe a pumpkin or two. Um, and I know I have the watermelon because we bought that later. I stuck a rogue strawberry plant, or I mean tomato plant out there just because I didn't have another spot for it. strawberries are where I had grown one just last year. So I just stuck it out there. It is not growing very quickly because it does get a lot of shade, but it's still growing and alive and looks healthy. So um, I don't think it'll be the most, you know, large bearing one I have, but we'll see how much shade it, that it can tolerate and still produce. Let's see. I think that's mostly what I have planted there. I'll let you know in a future updates exactly what I have planted there when I'm aware of what I have planted there and can figure it out. Because uh, right now, you know, as I said, it's sort of difficult to know what I have because it's just not, you know, a lot of that looks similar. Like pumpkins and squash and all that when it's first coming out does look very similar. So. Some of them have started getting some blooms on them and I believe that those are definitely squash plants. What kind of squash plants? I don't know. I'm really not sure. I don't think the seeds I put in for Ethan's eggplant made. It doesn't look like any of those are eggplants. So um, I may just try to put one out late and see if we get a few out for him. And I don't know if any of the pumpkin ones or the ones I believe are pumpkin ones uh, are the little ones that Emily Maybe she wanted the eggplant and one of the pumpkins. I'm not sure. So I'm thinking of, of putting some seeds out of those back there and seeing if they'll go. We'll find out, I suppose. I've still got to dig up a spot for my sweet corn. And then I'm going to grow some more beans, I bet. But I probably should get sort of working on that because it is June now. <laughs> I know you can grow corn um, a little later. But I would like to get it out this weekend if possible find out. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. That's, that's all I have for that. Uh, I have discovered last year that beans can grow anywhere, so even if I don't manage to get the sweet corn out, I guarantee I can find somewhere to, to grow the beans. And they do put a lot in the soil, so you're not going to lose even if it doesn't make a lot of beans. You're still going to make your soil better. I think I had mentioned before that the areas where I did lasagna garden are growing well. Probably better than the spots that I just put the leaves down. Definitely the small area where I have a tomato planted in the lasagna garden area. It is growing very well. I had some, I never say these correct, nastrums. 
popped up on their own, self-seeding, from last year, I'm supposing. Those are growing well. Emily's excited about the pretty flowers, although I, I'm, don't quote me because I'm, I can't look this up right now, but I believe you might be able to eat them in salads or something. I'm going to look that up. I heard they had a peppery taste, so I might try that in some salads now that I have quite a few flowers growing. I believe some other things I'm going to try in the kitchen this year are some of the sweet potato vine because they say that makes a really good green. And um, I've never done that. So I had planned on getting some other um, varieties of things that I had not grown yet out this year. I just really didn't get to it. So I'm going to focus some on some fall root crops, I think, that I really haven't grown before. And see what I can get there and if not I'll just make plans for the next year I'll make a nice little list and, and put a reminder on my phone of when I'm going to order those I think I've covered everything that I'm growing at this point and some things I plan on putting in I hope that however large or small or container um, whatever kind of garden you've got going on even if you just have a pot I'm going to call it a garden for you I hope whatever you're growing is growing well. I hope that you're doing well and having a fantastic summer. Um, soon I hope to have some more posts about edible weeds. And of course I'll have some more garden updates coming on. If there's something you would really like me to cover, then feel free to um, let me know. Um, you can comment on my blog or somewhere where I'm going to see it easy like that. I will do my best to make a podcast and or post about that as soon as I can.